0: Wandering through the lonely desert, vultures circling above, haunted by the empty feeling I can't be with one I love. I've tried writing about the pain, bet you all got that bad. Though I have nothing more to say So I'll leave you With one more It's time to go
1: so what's up with that guys thanks for tuning in to another episode i got william dunhill here Dunnell or Dunnell. not know all right so uh i actually met uh, or we came into contact with william through griffin holtby he was on the show like last week or so he's really awesome super talented musician and recommended you come on so here we are man
0: Thank you for having me, man. Yes, sir. Like I said earlier, no one has ever invited me on their podcast before, so. You're at Excited? first. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, you can wear headphones if you want, man. You don't have to. I usually don't. Okay. It's just kind of more casual, but they're there. Yeah.
0: Looks for me. Yeah, yeah. So,
1: um, start off, man. Tell me about uh, just kind of your story. Like, uh, how'd you get into music? What? What? How'd you get into it, man?
0: Sure. Yeah, so definitely, uh, you know, these days I'm, I'm like, singer-songwriter, uh, mm-hmm. still, still big emphasis on guitar, but, like, guitar is where it all starts for me. Uh, when I was, like, about eight, my parents got, my brother and I, the Guitar Hero video game. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: Um, guitar Hero 3, Legends of Rock. Yep, yep. And um, kind of just the playlist from that game, like, really sparked my interest in, like, guitar-based music. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then... My dad, on top of that, started showing us like the stuff he grew up listening to, like Van Halen and Aerosmith, uh, Tom Petty,
1: all the classics.
0: All the classics. Yeah. And then I, I was, I was pretty much done after that. Like I was, I was off on the guitar journey at that point.
1: Yeah. What'd you start playing on? What'd you pick up first?
0: A uh, Squire Strat. Yeah. Okay. It was one of those like starter kits where it's like ninety bucks for like. The guitar amp yeah yeah like, i know that one everything you need yeah 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 i know and that that was my rig for a, a couple years
1: mm-hmm. little 15 watt amp it yeah. comes with yeah
0: totally you yeah, know that's that's what i learned all my first riffs on a lot of those first wh- riffs were like the guitar hero three riffs sure sure i remember, one of the songs on guitar hero was uh barracuda by heart yeah and that that riff is just like one note it's just like the low E string. the mm-hmm. boom, 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 boom. And when I got that guitar on Christmas morning, I was, like, trying to play that because I realized, like, oh, that one note sounds like the bomb from Barracuda. So yeah. Just, like, going. Yeah, but it probably sounded more like bum, 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 bum. You actually. didn't have the rhythm yet? I wasn't getting the triplets at all. At yeah, moment, yeah. But, um, so, yeah, man. Um, then, like, I guess in middle school, the country music, like, country western stuff uh, started to make its way into the listening um, and after that, like high school and college was getting more into like alternative rock and grunge and oh, okay, um, even started listening to like some more heavy stuff, um not not like crazy heavy stuff, but like tool and that sort of thing sure. so it made yeah. its way into the
1: so you're just gathering all this music yeah, together, yeah,
0: yeah yeah, over time, just like getting into different things and, mm-hmm. uh yeah. And I mean, I guess now um, my main project that I'm doing is wheeling the wild cards, or a three-piece um, kind of, I like to call it alternative country. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good uh, definition of that, yeah. Do rock and country and kind of
1: them. That's awesome, yeah, man. That's the idea anyway. So you play in a couple bands, right? um or have been, really. I've
0: been I, I have been in several bands but right now right now it's the wild cards just Willie
1: and the wild cards that's cool man uh where do all y'all meet y'all just just group of friends that got together and started a band or what
0: yeah so um in college i was in one band called the board of tears and um i was going to school in ou and we'd play like once a month or so either like it was all it was all guys I knew from high school. He oh okay. St- still lived in Dallas. So it'd be like once a month or so, either they would come up to Norman and meet me for a gig or I would come down to Dallas and we'd play at Eight Airs. That was kind of the the spot that like like the the one connection that we had in Dallas was that eight airs.
1: Um Yeah, you play there a lot, don't you?
0: Yeah, we play yeah. there every Sunday actually now. Oh okay. Uh, so I'll I'll be there later uh tonight. But um where was I going? Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so I moved back after I graduated and started going to the Work in Progress open mic. Yeah, with Hayden? Yeah, yeah Gr- uh, Griffin actually told me. I was like, hey, there's this open mic. It stands. Um, the the guys who put it on are really cool. You should come out. Mm-hmm. So, um,
1: Yeah, shout out to Whip and Hayden and all them. Yeah. And they they got some great stuff going on with the the Can Jam and Battle of the Bands coming up. Shout out to all those guys. Absolutely, and they man. got some cool stuff going on.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, the December 16th yeah, going to be that Battle of the Bands that I believe we'll be involved with to some capacity, so that'll be exciting. Um, awesome. So, no, yeah, I started going to that Wednesdays at Stands, and I met Stephen Shirley, who's our drummer. Um, we, we just started, like, I would show up to the open mic with my acoustic guitar and just play, like, solo. Um, but after a while, it would be, like, why play solo when there's so many musicians here? Sure. I could just get them up on stage, and we can do little jams. And then Shirley and I really clicked doing that. Um, and so we needed a bass player, and we met our bass, our current bass player, uh, Chris Novembrino, through actually the sound guy at Eight Airs. Oh, nice. introduced us to Chris. We we needed a bass player one week, and Jay Early is, is, is the sound guy's name. He's like, a I know a guy that would be a great fit. So he just showed up, and he was, and it stuck. So now it's oh, that's awesome. That's you know, that trio. That's cool how that
1: works out sometimes. Yeah. You just, I was like, I know a guy, and yeah, he's, it, the music seems real eclectic, like that, totally. though, or just real small. Did I mean totally? Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, and Chris, Chris is quite a bit older than me, and, and Shirley, honestly. So he has so much experience. Just like he's he's almost a veteran of like the Dallas scene these days. He's played with so many people, and like it's cool that. Um, I don't know. We we uh, we passed his. I don't know. Like like we 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 were good enough to play with him. I guess. Oh,
1: you passed his bullshit radar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, man. So he, you're worthy of a being his or being sure. through him. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. Uh, dude, I heard this uh, this rendition of Texas Flood that you did. Mm-hmm. I think that's fucking sick, dude. Cool. I'm a big Stevie Ray fan that's and, like, su- super hardcore fan. And uh, I actually did my own rendition of Texas Flood with one of, my, one of my friends. So I just thought it was super cool that you had your own, too. Because not a lot of people want to touch that song. Because it's, like, a hard and true classic. Like, don't fuck it up, you know? And, like, like I had people telling me, like, because we did, like, a, a rap version of it. We, like, sampled it. Oh, sweet. Yeah. yeah, and so I just played guitar on the track. And, um, yeah, so people are like, oh, Stevie's rolling in his grave because of this shit. But I, I like the way you did it, man. Because, like, it was totally, like... It doesn't—it's the—it doesn't sound like Texas flow when you listen to it, but it's yeah. the same lyrics, and yeah. it's just a cool rendition of it.
0: Yeah, thank you, man. I appreciate it. That, was, that was just honestly a blues jam that we started. Really, just um, kind of this really kind of simple blues rock riff, a uh, twelve bar blues thing, and then I was like, I mean, no one wants to listen to this without lyrics over it. And yeah. So I just—I just thought of something that kind of fit into the, into that form and you know texas flood it's a blues it's not it's like a slower blues it's not Mm -hmm. like
1: that but that fits right into the 12 bars though
0: into it Um, yeah and it was fun it was fun and 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 like you said like that's a song that you don't really want to like or like lots of people don't want to touch it yeah because it's like it's one of those sacred tunes but if 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 you're not even going for the original sound, then like there's nothing to
1: butcher. Yeah, that's how we took it too. Cause we we totally went and just sampled like mm-hmm. pieces of it, and then built our own com- completely different track out of it. You know, yeah, so to cool. where it doesn't even it doesn't even sound like it. I
0: would I would I would like to hear that.
1: Yeah, I'll show it to you. Yeah, I'll show it to you later. Sweet, it's awesome. Man. So, what kind of guitar are you playing on?
0: It is a uh, Gibson Nighthawk. Is that it in, sure it in there? So that's that's awesome. Or should I pull it out? If you it? want to, yeah, I'd
1: like it's to see it, man. Cool,
0: yeah, it's a. Uh,
1: Have you been playing on this one for the entirety of your gigging, or? Since
0: about, since I was about 18. Okay. Um, it's this
1: guy. Okay, so it's like a Les Paul body.
0: Yeah, Les Paul body, a lot lighter, and like it kind of has.
1: Oh, it's scout, yeah. And uh,
0: kind of weird pickup. Configuration. Yeah, what's
1: up with those pickups? So It looks like you got like a single coil humbucker yeah. and then like a...
0: So got a... This is a humbucker in the bridge, um but just slanted, single coil in the middle, and then it's like a mini humbucker, like a... Yeah. Like a Firebird pickup or something on the neck. Did, is all that custom? Do you do all that? No, no. This, oh, okay. this is actually stock, but they, they don't make these anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've never seen them yeah, before. They only made them for like a few years in the 90s. Yeah. I think it was like 91 to 94
1: when they made these. So that's like 30-something years old. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool, dude. Um... privilege today to announce my new title as Chief Sustainability Associate at Liquid Death Mountain Water. Scientists, most of the dolphins I've talked to, say that by 2050, plastic pollution will outweigh fish life pound-for-pound pound in our oceans. And that's why Liquid Death is pure mountain water. It comes in aluminum cans because they're infinitely recyclable.
0: Ten percent of all profits go to help ocean plastic cleanup. It's pretty cool. We can all be heroes by declaring death to plastic.
1: (coughs) And it burns when I breathe. It's refreshing to do good, so please, keep our oceans beautiful.
0: switch and like the coil splitting for the non-guitar players watching that basically makes like these pickups sound different. oh it's a push pull yeah it's a push that's cool i like that so when you have it in the pulled position it's basically like a like a strap yeah yeah with a five-way switch mm-hmm. uh, and then when it's down it doesn't quite do the les paul thing but it, it you can get kind of like an sg sound out that's
1: of it cool i dig that
0: which i love because like Wear a one guitar band, and you can just kind of get a bunch of different sounds out Yeah, it. yeah,
1: imagine. I like that it's it's like a Les Paul, but it's got a little bit wider body on it. It's, it's sick. I've never seen one of those.
0: And so this is, like, the one that, like, if you ever come to a Wheel in the Wild Card show, I'm playing this the whole time. Hell, yeah, yeah. I don't have a backup guitar on stage with me. If I break a string, I'll just change it before I keep going. Yeah. Like, that sort of thing. I don't really want to play any.
1: Just change the string live? Yeah. Yeah. You, you see, ever seen that video of Stevie Ray doing that? Yes. Dude, that's so sure. sick. Like, he's he's playing, and in, like, mid-break of the song, his guitar tech comes up, switches guitars yeah. out, and, like, he doesn't miss a beat, mm-hmm. dude. And, oh, it's so sick. Yeah.
0: He was doing, like, Look at Little Sister or something.
1: Yeah, like yeah, that. right, right. At the, at the Austin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So sick, man. What kind of amps you playing through?
0: It's a Marshall Origin. Hmm? It's a... Uh... It's like a 20 watt head and a 2 by 12 cab, uh, so it's basically like a mini Marshall stack. Yeah, uh, like it has like the aesthetics of like a classic Marshall, but it's not huge, and I can like carry it around.
1: You know, man, I've been hearing a lot of people that like in the gig scene now, they're they're getting away from the half stack mm-hmm. and going to a smaller like single single cab kind of amp because it's easier just to gig with. Oh
0: yeah, like a just. Like a combo,
1: yeah. Like a combo, yeah. Like either a, a single speaker or like a, a two two twelves or something. Just something smaller and not not the whole half stacks. You don't really need all that, no, you, you know. No. I just I played a show during the summer and had a two half stacks on stage with me and only used one of them. Yeah, it was just for a show. Yeah. Was <laughs> yeah.
0: it like a? Was it in like a? Indoor, like outdoor. It was
1: outdoor, yeah. So it was a huge stage. So you know, I kind of had to like have some presence. And I was,
0: yeah, totally. And like yeah. for that, you 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 need a little bit more firepower. Yeah, yeah.
1: But but I only used one. Yeah. The other one was just a mock. <laughs> nice. But yeah, a lot of people seem to be moving to that, just uh, getting away from the half stack and just moving to that little easy carry around amp. Because I guess they're just getting better with making amps and shit. So you can just totally. get the sound out of a smaller package now. Yeah.
0: No one of one of my favorite amps I've ever played through is the. Fender Blues Junior. Yeah, dude. It's just that that little 15 watt combo, one speaker. Mm-hmm. And it's like, in these like dive bar settings, like it's all you need. Yeah, that's it. You just mic that thing up, and it sounds great, great tone.
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd love like my little dream amp is like a a Fender like Tweed a mm-hmm. uh, twin reverb. Oh yeah, dude, yeah. those are so pretty to me. I love those. It's super like they're just like classic guitar amps. Classic blues guitar amps, I think. So do you like playing in the, in the bar scene, or do you like uh, playing out in the streets, like busking more, or do you even do that?
0: I uh, haven't done much busking, honestly. It's uh, pretty much bars are the setting, yeah. um, and have been for the past few years. Um,
1: Deep Ellum, or?
0: Well, I moved back to Dallas, uh, started living here like full-time again in May, and so since then... I've been playing eight airs, um, and I guess now playing at the Wounded Ostrich some, too. Mm-hmm. Um, also, another, like, newer Deep Elm spot. Yeah, I just heard of that place recently. Yeah, it just kind of po- popped yeah, up it, recently. It's a cool spot. I feel like it's, um, if it's still there in 50 years, it will look like eight airs. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, like, kind of, like, a newer, cleaner That's version cool. of that. That's um, cool. But yeah, so like those couple Deep Elm spots, trying to get into kind of spread out throughout Deep Elm and around Dallas too. Um, we've had gigs at Pegasus City Brewery in downtown. Uh, that's a really fun spot because like the skyscrapers are like surrounding. Oh you yeah, and that's got to be cool. Yeah, it is super cool. Um, where else? But yeah, and the the work in progress open mic just moved to Cheap Steaks. Yeah, yeah. Um, Every Tuesday night. So, yeah, for for the most part, it's it's been Deep Ellum. Uh, Stan's blown out occasionally still.
1: Um, well, tell me about the Deep Ellum music scene. Cause everybody seems to be, like, scared to go to Deep Ellum now. What, what's your take on that now? Well. It seems like there's a shooting there every other weekend.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I, I definitely get why some people are, like, reluctant to go there. Because, um, like, you look at the news, and then you automatically associate that part of town with violence um but i don't i don't let that be a reason to like keep me from going there yeah cuz that is where all the music is happening and like it's such a vibrant part of dallas yeah and, like,
1: that's where the energy is yeah, yeah my
0: my favorite part about it is that like i feel like some music scenes in some cities it's like this a, a unified sound throughout the city if you go to deep ellum it's like country western jazz oh sure punk rock hard yeah horror. yeah like it just like the vibes are changing wherever you go yeah you
1: could start at one end in the street yeah, and go to the other and have a whole variety of stuff yeah that's what's so great about deep Elm, honestly
0: and i love i love playing at eight airs on sundays because it's like we can hear the jazz going through the wall because the free man is just right on the other side yeah um and then we're in there playing like southern rock stuff and it's just like a different different vibe like, yeah yeah but also similar too. like we're all just out playing music everyone just kind of approaches it differently
1: yeah i don't think there's nothing to really be scared of in deep Island, man. it's it's just you go around looking for trouble you'll probably find it Sure. but if you're out there just really trying to enjoy some music like yeah. you're going to find that too you know yeah. yeah there's nothing to be scared of out there so uh tell me about you that that a uh, new song you just put out i don't know if it's a single or if you're just mm-hmm. putting out uh a, a, a vultures yeah, are you putting that out as a single? Is it on a CD or album? I mean,
0: no, that was pretty much just uh, recorded it uh, just to put on like Instagram and YouTube. Sure. Um, I don't know. Do do you think it should be like released? I think so. Sure. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's a great song, dude. It, it gave me like some uh, Coulter Wall and like Chris Stapleton vibes. Oh yeah, man. You kind of mixed them together. Coulter Wall for sure. I, I definitely got that
0: vibe. Yeah. I'm I'm a, I'm a fan of both of those guys that you mentioned. Yeah, Stapleton and Coulter Wall. Um, they're they're really
1: cool. I love Colter, man. He kind of just for me anyway, he kind of just uh sprung onto the scene in like the past 2 years. And um uh, yeah, I love his music, man. He's, he's super fucking like country but like uh, folky kind of, I don't know, dude. I he from Canada. Is he really? No way. Dude, his his voice it sounds like he's 50 years old, but he's only like 25. It's wild, dude. And
0: it's like I, I really like his style yeah he uses these old like crappy acoustic guitars that like they honestly don't sound that great like mm-hmm. you don't have that great tone, but the way that he plays them yeah it's like it just is part of the vibe for it i think
1: no i've tried to learn a couple of his songs dude and they're not too easy like no, no, he he's got some crazy fingerings and, and chords that he uses and it, it's dude, he's awesome I, I love it like the that song um Oh, what is it on the, I, I, on the blacktop? That's what it is, dude. I I'll play that one over and over. I love that shit. But yeah, you, I mean, back to you, Vultures. How did you come about writing that song? Do you, do you typically start out with a guitar riff, or do you put lyrics down first and build off of that?
0: That one was lyrics first. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause like, yeah, it is one or the other. It'll either typically, right? Yeah. Uh, for me, that's kind of what it's been, and like, <clears throat> some songs are kind of the main focus when I was writing was the music and then other ones, the main focus of the music was just to kind of be a backdrop for the lyrics. Yeah. Um, When the focus is more on like the story or the poetry or something like that, then the chord progression will tend to be more just kind of like straightforward. Mm -hmm. Like, like it is in vultures for sure. Um, Just because like, it's th- th- that that song for me is like kind of just all about the lyrics.
1: Um. You can have songs like that that are e- either just music based or lyric based, you know. And yeah. there's a, I heard Tom Petty one time say that uh, the lyrics are just there just to guide the music along. Yeah. Sometimes they don't really mean nothing; they're just there just to guide the music. Sure. Yeah, you know? but yeah, you can have it either way, kind of. Yeah. So you went you went the other way and and you're more yeah. lyrics based on that one. Yeah.
0: And I feel like when I write more like country western type songs, like Vultures Is, those are the ones that usually start with the lyrics. Um the more like rock and roll type stuff I've written, it's always like the riff or something. Yeah, like you
1: start that. with a like, nice riff.
0: I write a cool riff and I was like, Okay, I gotta expand on this. Yeah, yeah.
1: I get that. That's that's kinda how anytime I've written music or something usually starts with the riff first. Yeah. Rarely is it like lyrics and stuff.
0: Yeah. But no, for vultures I guess as far as how I wrote the song. Um, I said that that song is a little bit more like dark. Uh, and I was I was I was in college in Norman, alone in my studio apartment when I wrote it.
1: How old's that song?
0: Oh, um, I wrote it like a year and a half ago. Oh, okay, not like, too long. Yeah, yeah, not, not too long ago. Um, but no, I was all being a sad boy i think i was like maybe going through a breakup or something and
1: uh, that's how you get some of the best music though though, yeah
0: um
1: and yeah you got to go through some shit to write about some shit right yeah yeah for sure what is that the recording process for you like
0: um so like for like when i went and recorded that
1: just any track are you recording at home do you go to a studio or what's what's it like for you because i know a lot of people i mean they can do everything at home now they don't even need to go to a studio
0: yeah i'm trying to get to that point um where i'm like able to like i I guess right now i use garage band and stuff to record demos and of course like i have it on my phone and just have like little audio recordings
1: that's what every musician does dude i think everybody
0: there's probably a hundred ten second clips yeah. in my phone of me just like singing something <laughs> at night into my phone. It probably sounds good like after a night of drinking or something. Mm-hmm. I sing. but then the next day I listen to it and I'm like, "What the heck is that?" What the heck? <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, um, um, yeah, yeah. So that's that's kind of how it is for like putting down demos. I've been into a studio a couple times, um, once with a band I was in, in the past, we put out about, like, a live EP, that was boy board of tears, we put out a live EP and a few singles too, uh, went into the studio for those, recorded with a guy named Aaron Long, who lives in Dallas, um, for those recordings, those, like, acoustic recordings that I recently did, um, I'm taking classes at UNT right now. Okay. And so as a student, I, I kind of have access to their facilities as long as I like book a time. Oh yeah. Shit. Yeah. Nice. Use it while you're there, man. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I'll, I, I'm graduating like at the end of the summer of 23, uh, just from like a one year master's program that I'm doing there. Um, and so yeah, between now and then I'm trying to get it, get in there as much as possible. Hell yeah. Um, only been in there once now uh, to record those acoustic jams because I was like, okay, it's my first time going in here. I just kind of want to see what the arrangement. Yeah, you is. just want to get the, get what the feel. Yeah, yeah see how it goes. Uh, and so I picked those two songs, Vultures. Uh, like I said, I wrote about like a year and a half ago, and Salvage My Mind is the other one I did in that session. It is that was one of the first songs I ever wrote. Um, I was probably. 17 or 18 uh, when I wrote that one and those are kind of the two like acoustic tracks I've written that have just kind of stuck with me as Mm -hmm. ones that still are meaningful to me yeah after the amount of time has passed since I wrote them Um, so I went and did that but soon we're getting the trio up there to track kind of the more rock originals that we've been playing at shows yeah that's great man
1: no i when uh when i was in the band i had a friend who was uh going to Media Tech institute Cool. so we use their facility all the time yeah, yeah. just recorded tracks and demos and stuff in there yeah, dude i
0: know the uh, the guys from wayside motel oh they're an awesome band too yeah they uh they they go to that place to record yeah yeah it's,
1: it's a dude it's a professional yeah. studio like why not and you know and all the kids there are just trying to learn and better themselves and so why not use it you know yeah everyone there wants to do something good you know so why not I think it's great to do that stuff um, What what's your like favorite song to perform do you have one mm. it'd be a cover or, or one of your own originals
0: yeah I think my favorite songs that I've written to perform uh, is a song called Ryan the Range it's just kind of like a, that's one of those songs it started with like a riff like a a rock riff and just kind of went from there and just it's kind of the most it's the highest energy song in our set oh, okay yeah for the original tunes um and it's just it's cool to see some uh like the crowd get pumped up yeah for a song that you wrote because a lot of our songs are more like mid-tempo like americana type stuff uh but that one's really a rocker and it's fun to play live yeah yeah
1: sure. the energy ones are the fun ones to play <laughs>
0: But as far as covers goes, that Texas Flood cover that you mentioned, yeah, that's like, we all, we're we always playing that one in, in our sets.
1: I um, think it's great, um, man. It's it's an awesome rendition.
0: Because for me, I want the set to have as many original songs in it as possible. Uh, but like a lot of the times when we're playing long longer sets, we don't have enough original material to fill it entirely. Right, right. Stuff. Um, and I would rather play a cover that's like our own twist on it then just try to copy it exact. Uh, Another one like that for us is uh, the Alicia Keys song, Fallen. Oh, no way. Um, We kind of do like a blues rock rendition of that, too. That's
1: cool. I'd be interested in hearing that one.
0: And uh, that that one always, like, catches the attention of people in the audience who, like, we haven't already caught their attention. Yeah. It's like, we'll we'll be playing, like, the typical Southern rock stuff.
1: You become background noise. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: And if... If people are into that, then we get them at the start. But mm-hmm. if someone's more of like a pop R and B fan, they may not be into what we've played up to the point where we play that Alicia Keys tune. Yeah, a lot of times that that will be the one that like turns the heads of the people who, leading up to that point, we were just background noise. Yeah, yeah,
1: I feel that. How long is a normal set list for y'all?
0: Um. Well. For the Sunday gig, it's three sets of 45 minutes.
1: Oh, no way. So you're there for a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're there
0: from about 9.30 to 1.30. And we're playing like, we play from 10 to 10.45, 11 to 11.45, and then like 12 to 1 usually. We'll
1: be and that's playing. at eight airs?
0: Yeah, yeah, at eight airs. Um, and that's fun. It's, it's It's fun for sure, just like. I actually booked that residency um, before I knew who was going to be playing with me at it. Oh, no way. Uh, and I've, I've liked doing that in past bands that I've been in, because it like motivates me. It gives myself a deadline. If I have like a show booked or something, yeah. Uh, then if I haven't been getting my ass out to open mics and stuff, then I will at, at that point yeah. like, find the people um i'm the same way man i gotta
1: have some kind of deadline or some kind of like something on the calendar i feel like i'm not doing anything (laughs) yeah just stagnant
0: so yeah so we started doing the residency in like june and for a while it was like mix and match players every week because i already knew a lot of people like through griffin and other people in dallas um to like kind of have a rotating lineup that's kind of where the name of the wild cards came from oh, okay like, i knew that i knew that every week it's going to be me with a band but the band will probably not look the same at least for the first few months um
1: that's some talented musicians though to, real. to be able to bounce in and out like that yeah. at, just whenever you know yeah that's, that speaks volumes about those people Sure. You too, though, to be able to just kind of bounce with whatever band you're you're backed by, you know. That's what I was telling Griffin when he was here. Like that, that really what defines an artist to me is if you can just be backed by any band and be the front man. Like you're a fucking artist. Like that's what it takes, honestly.
0: Yeah, yeah, I guess so. And uh, no, actually, speaking of Griffin, uh, he was one of those early wild cards. He would, yeah, he, he would he would drum for us actually sometimes. I've seen
1: that. Yeah, he kind of drums for yeah, a few people I think
0: yeah and uh he's also done like acoustic guitar and backup vocals for us um, yeah he's super versatile he he can do it all, oh, yeah, he's it's, in and out of everything it's wild. yeah,
1: I enjoyed talking to him
0: yeah no, and then but then after a while, it was like Shirley and Chris this trio like we f- felt like there was something there that was worth making that the consistent group, sure. Um, yeah
1: that's how it started Is, would you say that's your favorite venue to play as eight airs
0: it's definitely a, we call it home base yeah for sure because um, like you know the, the sound guy has our settings in the iPad and stuff like all ready to go and like we've just done it so many times at this point that it's very comfortable yeah I get them. that yeah, yeah. And still, it's still super exciting, though, whenever we get to go to a new venue, mm-hmm. a, a spot that we haven't played before. That's really exciting, but Airs is like, we're comfortable here. We feel like we can try new things there. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's home yeah, base. I would, I would definitely say eight just because it has that home feeling to it. Yeah, you can just
1: walk in, plug and play. I get exactly. that. So, let me ask you just kind of like a. a more personal question i guess how do you when when you go through life are you experiencing time are you worried about time does time phase you at all or, or does it go by fast slow what's how you experience the time in your life
0: man it's very like sorry that's 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 when i gotta like process yeah no it.
1: i think about it yeah Um, I love hearing people's answers on this. Yeah,
0: I think it's... Time is, like, it's super relative. mm -hmm. So, I feel like when you want it to go by quicker, that's when it's going to go by slower. And when you want it to go by slow, that's when it's going to go by faster. Right. Uh,
1: Almost like when you're paying attention to it, it it, it acts differently. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's like... I don't know I think someone said someone told me recently that it's like slippery
1: it's a good yeah, I like that yeah. time just kind of slips by yeah. yeah do you feel like your days just kind of drag on sometimes though or is it just kind of to me I feel like man I feel like just yesterday I was 18 mm-hmm. and now I'm like 31 and you know adult you know but I feel like I'm still like 18 so it just feels like mm-hmm. it was just a blur from 18 to 31, but but it really wasn't. You know, I obviously lived all those years and had all those hours and minutes and seconds. But thinking about it, it just yeah. seems like that.
0: Yeah, no, totally. Actually, it reminds mm-hmm. me of a song I wrote a long time ago that I played in one of my very first bands that I was in in high school, called "Long Days, Short Life." Nice. And it's kind of about like that. It's like yeah, like you talk about how life is so short well, if life is short, then how come each individual day feels so long? Yeah. And it's like this paradox. Um, but, yeah, no, I I haven't played or thought about that song in a long time, but that question reminded me.
1: I like that. That sounds cool. I think I'd, I'd like to hear that one, man. Yeah, yeah. Sounds cool. Do you do you enjoy um, just being at that residency? Do you want to, like, go out and do other or do you go out and do other bars and stuff? And-
0: oh, yeah. no. It's, so, yeah, we, we love the residency uh, because it keeps us sharp. Yeah. Um, but, no, yeah, trying to fill in those other days of the week with as many other gigs. As so you want to play every possible. night? I mean, probably not every night. But, no, there there are some weeks where we play three nights. Um, I would be j- happy playing four or five nights a week probably. Uh, but, no, every, every night I would – I would get very exhausted.
1: No kidding. Yeah. Who are some of those bands that you're seeing out there when when you're playing that that are really impressing you?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so this weekend, I kind of had a weekend off from gigging. The only one we have is like tonight, but uh, so I used that as an opportunity to go see my favorite local bands. Yeah. I saw Late Night Call on um, what was that Friday at Ruins. Yeah. It was an amazing show. Ricky's incredible, dude. He's he's a monster. Dude.
1: Yeah, I saw clips of that show and it yeah. looked fucking killer, dude. Yeah. and
0: like, they're they're so great, man. It's like, I remember at one point they were like, "We still haven't finished this song, uh, but we're gonna play it anyway." Yeah, because we don't give a fuck. Yeah, and they played it and they're like, "They improvise an in, so an tight. ending or some shit." So tight, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah.
1: I love watching them, do Because uh, man, all his sets, he'll just be like, "Yeah, well." Like You said, this is a song we're working on, it's not really done, and then they'll just improvise a whole fucking ending to it, and it sounds like something that they yeah. wrote. Mm-hmm. you know they're just so in yeah. in tune with each other. Yeah. it's and wild
0: that rhythm section Joe, uh, Joe and Jimmy yeah dude just know, they they know where Ricky's going, yeah, and they,
1: it's and that's the thing is they they know where he's going yeah. they'll listen to his plan and and they can build up with him or come down with him and dude it's yeah. it's incredible and i'll I'll see Ricky kind of just give him the look, mm-hmm. and they know to like pick it up or dude it's it's so sick yeah. they i love that band so
0: they're great i love that they uh they're at the tuesdays whip thing a lot yeah soon, yeah so I, I get to see them almost every week which is awesome um after that uh late night call show i went over to twilight and saw astro james
1: okay i don't know that you
0: know, astro james mm-hmm. um this guy uh, tj novak is his name but he goes by astro james on stage and he's awesome Very, like, I would say Grateful Dead inspired. Okay, cool. Uh, But, no, yeah, they get funky, um, super good, and Wayside Motel. Yeah. Like, no one is doing what they're doing. Like, they they have their own thing going on, and
1: it's awesome. Yeah, I dig them, man. I I just kind of got wise to them, like, a month ago, honestly. They kind of came on my radar, but I'd love to have them on the podcast. What's up, guys? Come on. But, uh I love what they got going, dude. They, it's so sick, man. Yeah, man. Yeah,
0: and, uh, Brendan, their harmonica player, has actually sat in with us a few times, like at eight airs and yeah. stands and stuff. And it's so fun.
1: It's got to be hard to find a harmonica player,
0: dude, like a good one. Yeah. You because know,
1: anyone can like blow into it. You know, yeah, yeah. Or, like find a good one.
0: No, like guys that can actually like be expressive, like a guitar solo. Or yeah. something With their
1: harmonica in key yeah you know and like because you know like it blew my mind when i found this out there's different keys for harmonicas like you have different harmonicas for each key like they're not like yeah. just one plays every range you know mm-hmm. i didn't know that oh
0: yeah and uh, yeah i've I've learned a lot about it just from playing with a couple different harmonica players Brendan being one of them there's this other dude uh local guy named christoph hediger who's another really good harp player um he showed me, he has these like pentatonic harmonicas. Oh, cool. Where it's like, it It has the key, but it's only like the pentatonic scale. Yeah. Uh, and he, he started using those with us because a lot of it is like pentatonic rock and that sort of thing. And it just works really well. But uh, yeah, it's a cool instrument. I tried to learn it a long time ago. I got like a little set of plastic harmonicas but uh gave up very quickly. Dude, I'm
1: so impressed by those guys like Dylan, like Bob Dylan and yeah. like those guys that can play guitar and harmonic like dude, how the fuck do you do that? Yeah. It's so like impressive to me.
0: One of my favorites that does that like on the neck hole yeah. like that style is this guy John Fulbright. Okay. I I first learned about him when I was going to school in Norman. So he's like a central Oklahoma musician. It's like everyone in that area knows John Fulbright, but outside of that, he's kind of underground. Um, and he does like, yeah, he's playing guitar or piano with the harmonica, but instead of just kind of making like the sweeping like Bob Dylan or Neil Young type harmonica, he's actually soloing on it. Wow. And, and like still playing the rhythm under it. That, that blows my mind. That's crazy,
1: dude. I, the right brain, left brain type shit, yeah, you know? Totally. Doing one rhythm with this hand. It's it's almost like drumming where they do like yeah. one measure with this hand and another measure with this. I can't fucking
0: true, like a true one man band.
1: Yeah. I, I don't get that stuff, man. It's it's hard enough for me to just keep keep on beating with guitar, you know. I've never been able to play drums and any of that shit. Well man, um you wanna promote anything and uh, have everybody throw out all your handles or whatever you want to throw sure. out.
0: Sure, yeah, yeah. Um if you can check us out on Instagram. We are at Willie and the Wild Cards. We have a bunch of shows coming up um, every Sunday night at 8 airs, at, uh, at 10. Um, November 25th is a whip show, uh, a warehouse show. It's like we're playing, uh, Del Marera's playing, Ryan Burke's playing, the Room Sounds are playing. That's November 25th that I'm... Really looking forward to that one.
1: That sounds like a good show, man. Uh, yeah, uh,
0: it's it's at some warehouse. I forget where, but we're gonna start like spreading flyers for that one soon.
1: Um, I love Whips flyers, dude. They have uh, they have the coolest flyers. Sweet, sweet. Yeah.
0: Um. Next Saturday, October twenty ninth, we're playing at Pegasus City. Uh, Halloween show. Halloween show. It's uh, the yeah. Wildcard Spooktacular. So wear a uh, costume to that one. Um. That's about it. Yeah. about it
1: for now. Right on. Well, guys, uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, y'all be sure and follow. Y'all check out Will and the Wild Cards. Uh, shout out to Whip, Hayden, all y'all. Y'all rock. I appreciate all the support and love. Um, y'all be you. We're going to be us. Later.
0: raw unedited live episodes follow us on twitch at twitch.tv/ what's up with that to watch full episodes of what's up with that subscribe to us on YouTube at youtube.com/
1: what's up with that